I'm Sean. And I'm Alex. <laughs> and, and that's, that's Grayson. Grayson. And this is Autism Building the Puzzle. One piece at a time. Hello and welcome to Autism Building the Puzzle. I'm Alex. And today, you guys are stuck with just me. Um, I wanted to come on and do this episode because this was something that we recently personally experienced ourselves. And we did uh, talk about it on previous episodes as far as, you know, us losing our dog and getting the new puppy and things like that. So I kind of was thinking about it and just going through some of the challenges with Grayson, I thought this would be a great topic to do an episode on. Um, And that's not just for the loss of a pet. This could also go for, you know, the loss of some of a loved one. Um, It can be very, very confusing to kids. And, you know, what to explain to them can be very difficult. um, And that can be something that you're struggling with. So for us, um, you know, we had Savannah around. She, She was 18 years old, but she was, you know, around for Grayson's last five years of life. She never really got in Grayson's way. They had a kind of weird relationship, I used to say. Uh, You know, Savannah, when he was younger, Savannah was a little bit younger. Um, And Savannah didn't really get sick until, you know, a couple months before she turned 18. So she was still pretty uh, high energy at that point, even at 16, 15. Um, So she was constantly stealing his toys. He would get upset. That was a big struggle. And that was the biggest struggle. Um, That and dealing with early intervention. Um, When early intervention and therapy would happen every single day, Savannah, Grayson would have a lot of behaviors because of Savannah taking his things. And that would be really, really difficult during therapy for him to focus and, you know, kind of keep calm because it would happen a lot. Um, And no, I never put her away. I just, I never thought that was fair to her either. And I never wanted to create a jealousy problem like oh if she puts me away he's out I never wanted to do that um I like I said I've always treated them very equally and that is the God's the honest truth um she was just as much my kid as he was and is and um you know I always made sure that they respected each other and I raised Grayson in that way um to have respect for her so they had a weird relationship but at the same time she was great with him she you could tell she really protected him. Any little cry, any little whine, she was right there. Um, and just kind of being a big sister. So it was it was actually a beautiful relationship because he never tormented her. He never, you know, put his hands on her. It was, it was nothing like that. But, you know, she loved him at the same time, even though there was no interactions at all. I think Savannah knew and sensed that, you know, Something was different with Grayson, and I think she sensed that back to the time when I was pregnant, actually. But when that all happened and we lost, then Savannah got sick, and, you know, um, she was only sick for a couple days, and then she passed. Um, But we were dealing with a kidney disease for the last, you know, six, seven months, and that was the most difficult thing I've ever had to go through. And I kind of did have to take a step not back from Grayson, I wouldn't call it that, but Sean was home, so, like, you know, I wouldn't be in the bed with them, um, both of them. Sean had Grayson, I had Savannah. 
Um, and she was going into the dementia at that point, and I really needed to kind of be there. Um, I was her eyes, her ears, everything. So I just want to just talk about that because I think that was the start of him noticing something was going on. Um, they can see. They can see what is going on with you. They can see your emotions. And, you know, a lot of people will say, well, I don't cry in front of my child. I do cry in front of my child because I want him to know that it is okay to feel. It is okay to have that emotion, and it's okay to have it in front of somebody. Um, I think a lot of people have, you know, these misconceptions. If you cry, you're weak. If you show this, you're weak. And I feel as though that is the complete opposite um, I feel like if you hide it and you're embarrassed, not that you're ever weak, um, but I think at that point you care more about what other people are thinking. So my whole thing that I'm trying to say to you is with Grayson, he saw these changes. He saw me crying. He saw me holding Savannah. And I did this, um, probably for the last couple months, because even though we knew we weren't losing her, then I knew that I was starting to lose her. Um, deep down and it was very emotional and you know I could cry right now but even the other day you know I brought up her video and I'm like Grayson look it's your sister you know mommy's watching the video um I share things with him I don't say everything you know but I explain as much as I feel he needs to know at this age so Savannah got sick Savannah went into the hospital he noticed that she wasn't here um he noticed that we were going to the hospital to see her, things like that. Um, and then she came home and he saw that our attention was on her. Um, she came home from the hospital and made it for two days and then she passed away. Um, so we were nonstop with her. Um, one of us was holding her at every minute of the day. When she first came home from the hospital, she was walking around and he saw me helping her and he saw me doing all of that. So he definitely realized because he was seeing it so much. So I definitely think he picked up on that. Um, when she passed, I knew he knew she passed, but I don't know if I, if I thought that he understood to the extent of like, okay, sister's not here anymore at all. I'm never going to see sister again. Um, I don't know if he understood all of that, but something was definitely triggered. I feel like in him and that's when he started really having some more behaviors. Um, and at first it didn't click and we're going through it. He was struggling in therapy that week and I'm like, what is going on? Like just really flipping out kind of every single second. Um, and it was really difficult because, you know, you're going through the loss of your dog. Then you have your child who's confused and you can't verbalize. And it's really difficult. And then it makes you kind of hate the situation even more. Like, why did they have to die? And you, you know, even though you're an adult and you know all of that, but everything is affected by these this one thing. Um, and that's what makes it even more difficult. So he was having trouble. He was having a lot of outbursts, and finally I had kind of said to Sean, like, do you think he understands what happened? Like, I'm starting to think he's upset over Savannah because the, the timing of it was just right, you know, when it happened. And he's like, you know, you might be right. So fast forward then, everything was fine. Things were getting better and back on track over the past week, week and a half. Well, we got the new puppy last week, and... Grayson is not into dogs. So we were kind of like, okay, he's not even going to care. 
but he definitely notices. Um, if, you know, Grayson's sleeping and, you know, the dog's crying or something, he will get very upset if she keeps waking him up, which understandably so. Um, it's very different because of our living situation right now. You know, we do live in an apartment, so we're on one floor. So it's hard because if Sean's working overnight and Grayson gets up in the middle of the night, I have to put him back to bed. Well, the dog's going to follow me. And the thing is, she's so young right now that she's not ready yet to be in the crate. I have the crate, but she just cannot handle it yet. And I don't want to cause a problem. Um, So I'm trying to manage both right now. Um, But we had an issue the other night. You know, she kept crying, and uh, my first priority at that point was Grayson. Um, So I tried to put him back to bed. She kept crying, and then at that point, he woke up and was punching himself in the head, punching himself in the mouth. Um, It's very, very hard to watch, and, you know, he's getting older. He's getting stronger. You know, I'm very concerned with him hurting himself. Um, The doctors, when he was younger, weren't concerned at all. But now I'm concerned because it's like closed fist, you know, and it's hard. Um, So usually in those moments, what I did that night was I just hugged him. I told him we're going to take deep breaths because that really works well for him and that we're going to figure it out. And I knew he was upset. I mean, he's getting up, you know. And then at that point, I just shut the bedroom door. I locked it and I thought I have to lock the dog out right now. I have to calm him down because he just could not calm himself at all at that point. Um, We were in a full-blown meltdown, and it lasted, I'd say, about 10, 15 minutes straight of him stomping, and that's, like, another hard thing. It's 3 a.m. We have neighbors downstairs who, you know, used to complain constantly because of Grayson, and, you know, I used to explain to them, like, that's his head banging on the floor. So it was very difficult. So in those moments, it's very difficult. And then it all surfaces again. All of, you know, are these the emotions? Are these, you know, because... Savannah didn't do that. Is he now annoyed with the dog? Yes, he is. Um, So it's hard. So I kind of explained to him, I'm really sorry, Grayson. You know, I'm sorry your sister woke you up. She's a baby. And I just try to explain, like, she can't, she's scared to be alone, you know, kind of like you, you know, you sleep with mommy. She kind of wants to sleep with mommy and daddy too with you. And I just try to turn it around into a positive thing like that for him. Um, because I don't want him to hate her, and I don't want him to have a bad experience. So when we came home, though, from getting the new puppy, Grayson has an ebook and it has Savannah in it. And if you push it, it says it. So it has, like, Savannah, it has the desert, it has water, it has, like, all these things and animals that live in those certain places. All he kept hitting was Savannah, 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 Savannah. And he was screaming, crying. And I was like, okay. That, that, was, that was the, like light bulb like he 100% understands what's going on and at that point me and Sean are like does he think like the new puppy like we shrunk our old dog because they look like exactly the same almost and we're like is he confused like does he know that this isn't his sister like what is going through his head right now um and we just kind of explained it again like you know we let Grayson pet Savannah after she passed and he never pet her and the way he pet her so gentle gentle like you would think that he was doing it for the last five years he was just I don't know it was it was just beautiful it was it was really sad um but that's where I I know that he saw her we showed him we explained it um but this was just totally different this was him communicating with us okay we have a new dog Savannah Savannah where is she at um and it's heartbreaking 
you know, and it would be the same if, God forbid, something happened to me or Sean, you know, if you guys, you know, your husbands, your loved ones, your the, the child's caretakers, um, grandparents, it's a very confusing, confusing and emotional thing for a child. Um, and I don't recommend hiding it. I really don't. That happened, um, and it's not like my personal, you know, it's my personal trauma, but it can really be traumatizing for a child if you don't tell them the truth about someone passing away or a loved one dying or a pet dying or you try to go out and replace that pet and replace it and replace it, that fish, um, and try to think that they won't notice. Um, this is a part of life. And yes, I feel like some things, yes, your children grow out of Santa Claus, things like that. However, this is just completely different. This is natural and they need to know about that. Um, I never recommend hiding it because I remember when I was younger, my uncle, who I was very, very close with, my, mo- my mother's brother, um, passed away. And my mom didn't say anything. And she went out that night and, like, said she had work or something. But I just, I was, like, three, four years old. And I don't know how I knew, but I was like, she's lying to me. Like, something happened. I just knew. And I just pretty much drilled my dad that young like well where's mommy well did anything happen to uncle jimmy well what's going on blah 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 and finally he came clean and was like uncle jimmy died and i was so upset because she went to the funeral and i was just so mad at her that she didn't tell me i couldn't go i couldn't even say goodbye if i wanted to um and yeah i was young but like that affected me and I could have made that decision I feel like you know yeah she's my mother she should make those judgment calls but if a child understands what is going on um then by all means I do think that they should be able to make that decision you're not forcing them into it if they understand life or death and they want to go then by all means they should be able to have their closure um but I was very upset and to be honest I still bring it up to my mother today um, about how she did that because I will never be able to go back in time and say goodbye. That opportunity was taken away. Um, and it, and it did cause some anger there. So, you know, I, I don't recommend doing that. You want to be able to talk to your children. You want to be able to come clean. You want to be able to be honest and you want to be able to explain it in a way that they can understand that isn't too much for them to handle. Um, you don't need to go into details about a person dying or anything like that. But explain, like, you know, when somebody passes away, they go to heaven and, they're you know, if you believe in angels and things like that, pray to your angels, talk to them. They're always here with you. You just can't see them, but they're always protecting you. Explain it in a way like that. Um, that's really what I recommend, and that's what I do with Grayson. Even though he is nonverbal, he can still hear me. He can still understand. Um, and that is why, like, when Savannah passed, I said to Sean, like, go bring him in here. And he's like... Yeah. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Like he sees her every single day. Like he should know that she's not going to be here anymore. He has seen us being busy with her. Like, yeah, this is, he, he's going to be six. Yeah. He's still young, but this is a part of life and I don't want to lie to him. I don't want to be like, Oh, sister just went on a vacation, you know, and we're going to replace sister. Cause what, what happens then when he grows up? Oh, we just send the dog away for the week and we get a new dog. Like, <laughs> no, it doesn't work like that either. Um, so I just felt the need to be very honest and transparent with him. And I do know how difficult it is, you know, and when I see him in those moments, it makes it really difficult for us. Um, you know, the new puppy has been great. She's learning. 
I'm kind of raising her the same as great as um, not Grayson Savannah. Um, I'm just pretty much like stay away from your brother. He's off limits because she's teething right now, and I don't want him to have a bad experience. So I pretty much keep them apart. Um, yeah, and you know he'll come around when she stops teething, and they can be next to each other, and it, it'll be okay. He'll he'll warm up to the idea more. Do I think he's gonna be like full fledged on sitting there petting her? No, probably not. He's just not really into animals. Um, he loves watching animals, but he just doesn't care for them in that way. Um, so I hope that you guys gained something from this episode. Um, I just kind of wanted to share our personal experience, something that was fresh that we literally just went through, um, and just give some insight on what I observed from Grayson and what we tried to do to help him and help him understand and cope with this situation. So, you know, we always talk about sister, you know, we'll always call him her sister, but we always talk about her and we always, you know, the new puppy, I said the other night to him, I'm like, the the puppy's crazy, isn't she? And he started laughing. So he's slowly coming around. Um, And he understands what I'm saying, because sometimes when I, you know, we're like, oh, you're a good girl, he'll cry. Um, So he understands. So I try to make it like, she loves you, Grace, and look, she's following you, because she does, and she's starting to catch on really quickly. Um, if Grayson's having a, you know, meltdown, she's just sitting there, observing, looking, knows something's wrong, so she's starting to get that way. That's how Savannah was, um, and that's why I'm kind of raising her that way. I want her to know that when I say it's okay, you can go near your brother, but you're not going to jump up on him and bite his sweatpants and pull off his socks like you were doing once time. One time that happened, and right away I was like, nope, sit. He's off limits. That is an absolute no-no. You want to teeth? Teeth on me or daddy, not Grayson, period. That's where I draw the line. Um, and it was the same with Savannah, and Savannah never, ever went after me, but I remember, you know, when Grayson was born, I told her, if you ever get jealous, which she never did because I never made it like that, but if you ever get upset with, you know, your brother, if you really want to bite, just come and bite me. Just take it out on me and not on your brother. Um, But no, she was never like that. She was never not a problem. So, and that's how I'm making this one. I want her to respect her brother and I want her brother to respect her. Um, if you get annoyed, you don't push her down. You don't do those things. And he doesn't, thank, thank God. Um, but I also would never stand for that. And he knows that. Um, so yeah. So explain it to your children. Be transparent in kids' terms. Um, and it will just be so much easier. And then as a family, you guys can all lean on each other kind of thing. And they can see what a real support system is. And they can see how... You know, your loved one's there for you to support you and your husband is there for you to cry on his shoulder. That's what they need to learn. Um, and they are important skills. So I'm going to leave you guys with that. I hope that you guys have a great day. Thank you for tuning in. As always, you guys can find us on IG under Building the Puzzle and on Facebook, Building the Puzzle and www.buildingthepuzzle.com. And all of our info is on there. And I hope you guys have a good one. For Autism, Building Building the the Puzzle, puzzle, one piece piece at at a time. time. I'm Sean. And I'm Alex. Signing Signing off. off. Take care, everybody.
are building the puzzle, we understand how difficult and challenging it can be for parents with autistic children that have communication delays. Well, if you're in New Jersey, you're in luck. The speech paradigm has you covered. They're helping children overcome speech challenges all across New Jersey. They offer both telehealth services as well as in-home therapy. Please reach out to them. You can uh, take a look on their website at www.thespeechparadigm.com. You can reach out by phone at 732-203-5268. You can also find them both on Facebook and Instagram as well at The Speech Paradigm. We are also sponsored by Grayson and Company, uh, making homemade toys. They have everything from wooden homemade toys to sensory bins, sensory boards, all different kinds of toys for your children. Uh, they can be reached at grayson-company.myshopify.com as well as on Facebook and Instagram as well as Etsy. On Etsy, they can be found at Grayson and Company Toys.